This week, we are wrapping up the first season of Hey Sis, Eat This. Courtney and I got a little emotional about all the gratitude we have for you listeners, our amazing guests, and all the mamas we've celebrated this year, especially our favorite, Mama Ashley. We're closing it out with a chef that has literally been at the top of our guest list since the beginning. We had no idea that her sister was just as talented and special. So as the saying goes, Gail and Nancy, strong and able, get your elbows off the table. We'll let the Silverton sisters finish the rest of that one. Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey, sis, eat this. Hey, sis, eat this. Woohoo! Yep. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. Made it back home okay? I did. Good. Well, we've had a huge week with. We really have. It was so epic and I'm so grateful. Same. It was a great way to kind of wrap up the year for our first season of Hey Sis Eat This. I know it's our last episode of our first season, which I don't think we knew that you could like take seasons, you know, so <laughs> I just didn't let us take. You seasons. didn't let us. There's like no end in sight, but I'm excited to just take a few those few measly weeks off that you're going to give me. We're going to end it with interviewing like a dream, one of our dream guests. Yeah. And we were on another podcast this week with dad, which is exciting. The Queer Family Podcast. That was so fun. But I do want to take a moment to just kind of reflect on this year, Whitney, because, you know, we aired our first episode. Was it January 26th of Mm -hmm. 2023? Yeah. And it's like been an absolute dream come true for me personally. I know you too. Yeah. But when I think about it, it's like so remarkable because our first guest was our mom who this whole podcast, you know, she was her story and her perseverance is really like the inspiration behind this podcast. But like we've interviewed, we've been able to interview this year. Think about it. Our best friends, Mm -hmm. my best friends, your best friends, people from our childhood, cousins, neighbors, our aunt, our dad twice, famous actresses like Rachel Lee Cook and Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins and these badass like businesswomen like Susan Sarich of Susie Cakes and restaurateurs and to end our season with a James Beard award winning chef. It's like it brings like tears to I my know. eyes. We've come I... a long way and I just have a lot of gratitude for this moment because and I'm proud of ourselves. I you know, we've too. made this happen. <laughs> With literally no resources, but you, me, and Lance and our family that's encouraged us and supported us. But, yeah. you know, I think they all thought we were crazy when we started this. But I feel so much gratitude that we have all of these special people in our lives that we've been able to talk to and get these special stories. And then to mm-hmm. end it with these two incredible sisters that I think could be our best interview yet. And uh, uh, the gratitude, I mean, have the attitude of gratitude right now. I totally agree. It's been so incredible. <laughs> and we wanted to do something together as sisters for so long. Yeah. And we're doing it. It's been amazing and it's brought us closer. And yeah. not that I don't ever think I we could say, be close enough. I know, but we sure are now. <laughs> I know. And um, I'm so, so grateful for you, for what we've created here 
mm-hmm. the stories that have been told, mm-hmm. the families that have been brought together, mm-hmm. the moms who've been celebrated. Yeah. It was so devastating when you moved from LA back to Dallas. I mean, it was devastating for me because I didn't have you to cook with every night, but because of this podcast and us getting together as frequently as we do, we cook more together now than I think we ever have. Yeah. Because we're like with each other for like weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you know, there's nothing like that sisterly bond. It's true. It really is. I think that's kind of the, the best way to set up this next interview that we have because the sisterly bond that is between these guests is as strong as ours. Oh my gosh. And they are so special. Do you want to introduce them? Yes. Yes. Today we have the honor, the privilege of welcoming two sisters who are true Los Angeles icons, grew up here, remain in LA. And Even though Chef Nancy Silverton does not need an intro, we're going to anyway. Yeah, we love her. Nancy Silverton is, I should say, Chef Nancy Silverton has been in the culinary world for 40 plus years. She, as you said, is a James Beard award-winning chef. And she founded La Brea Bakery and Campanile back in the late 80s. And has gone on to open many, many restaurants, including Moza Osteria, the Pizzeria Moza next to each other, Chispaca. Uh, she also has a line of gelato called Nancy's Fancy Gelato. She has 11 cookbooks. And the latest one, The Cookie That Changed My Life, is now a New York Times bestseller, thanks to Courtney buying like 100 books. Me, it's all because of me. <laughs> Everyone, if you know me, this is what you're getting for your holiday gift. <laughs> yes. Some of them are signed. Some of them aren't. Right, right. <laughs> You'll know how good of a friend you are with Courtney exactly. if it's signed. <laughs> <laughs> but she's also a judge on countless cooking shows like Tournament of Champions and Top Chef and all sorts of things. And she's just such an incredible woman. Well, but Gail, her sister is, oh God, I love Gail. I I just love Gail so much. Um, She is an incredible powerhouse and human and and your best friend. She's your new best friend. She's my new BFF. We've been texting. This interview wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Gail and your persistence and communicating with her. Gail is amazing. And she founded probably the most sought after preschool in Los Angeles um, years ago. And anyone living in a big city like L.A. or New York, San Francisco, you know that preschools are harder to get into than colleges. And it's a big deal. And she grew it to three locations and she sold them. But her legacy still continues because it's still the most, you know, very hot school. She moved on from education and she went into the culinary world a little bit like her sister and opened uh, gelato and espresso stores around the city. And we just can't say enough about Gail and how incredibly generous and thoughtful she's been with us. And she's just a real special lady. Yes. Yes, they both are. And this interview is really significant to us because Nancy was the first chef that we put on our list of Target Yes, it's so true. And just this week, you showed me that like originally when we were just writing notes down in our little notebooks, that was who we put on the top of the list. Yeah, we manifested it. Mm -hmm. God, we did. We did. Going back to my new BFF, Gail. Yes. We brought Mama Ashley's brownies that we made 
especially for them as a thank you gift. Mm-hmm. There are praline brownies. The brownie that changed our life. Yes. Yes. And so we brought that to them and they didn't eat it when they were there. We were like, oh, kind of wanted to see what they thought. <laughs> and Nancy did mention several times how good they smelled. So we're like, oh, okay, great. I can die now just because she said that. I know, right? (laughs) Well, then I get a text message from Gail. I don't know how she got my phone. I'm assuming it was in my email. And Mm -hmm. she texts me, those brownies are superb. And I write back, I said, is this my new BFF Gail? (laughs) And she said, yes. And she also said to tell mama how good they are. And I mean, that just floored me. Right. And and I told mom, because mom said, you know, as we were making the brownies for her the night before, remember mommy's like, well, you're making them. What, what's wrong with the ones I sent out to LA? <laughs> we were like, mom, you made those five days ago. Well, if you'd put them in the fridge, they would have been fine. I know. And, and we were like, no, we're going to bring Nancy Silverton and her sister fresh brownies. She's like, well, good luck. <laughs> and so there you go, mama Ashley. Yeah, that's right. We did it. We can cook too. We did you proud. Yeah. Before we get into the interview, Court, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has listened to this podcast this year, mm-hmm. texted, called, laughed, supported. Called into the hotline. Called into the hotline. <laughs> we appreciate it so much. And it's been, you know, one of the best years of my entire life to do Same. this. And lots of laughs. That's what just makes me so happy. We just are constantly laughing. Yes. So thank you all. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Lance, for, for being the backdrop of all of this. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you, Mama and Daddy. Thank you, Mama and Daddy. Yeah. Well, enjoy Gail and Nancy Silverton. Happy holidays. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. So Nancy and Gail, the heart of this podcast is really all about food and family. And we interview siblings about what it was like around their dinner table growing up, what their favorite dishes were that their mom made. But in other episodes, we interview chefs about how their family influenced their culinary journey. But today is so special because we get to combine our admiration of chefs and our love of siblings and celebrations of mom into one episode. So we're thrilled to have you here. Welcome, Gail and Nancy Silverton to Hey Sis, Eat This. Nice to be here. (laughs) And thank you both so much for coming and being here with us today. We're big fans of yours, Nancy. When Whitney and I were living together in our 20s, we lived right down the street from La Brea Bakery. So we often found ourselves standing in line for your bread and sandwiches. And since then have been going to your restaurants in LA ever since. So it's so exciting to be interviewing uh, someone we admire so much. Well, you don't look old enough to have (laughs) been standing in line when there were lines at La Brea. Gail, we've actually developed a friendship together through our emails of trying to coordinate and <laughs> put this whole thing together so much so that you've even invited me and Courtney to your home in Italy. Yeah, and we coming. can't wait to <laughs> go. <laughs> you don't waste any time. No, we waste no time. <laughs> but truthfully, we're so excited to get to know you better as well. 
I had said it might be easier to do a podcast and find us together in Panacale. Right. Yeah. We, we would definitely do that. Yeah. We would make the trip. Let's get into it. Courtney and I are six years apart, and we weren't always the best of friends growing up, but I think we're doing pretty well right now. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> so, Nancy, tell us what the age difference is. We know you're the older sister, but how much well, older? First well, of all, you're wrong. I'm oh, really? the younger sister. Oh, God, and, my research. Um, yeah, <laughs> go back to your research. They no. lie on the internet. But we're close. But, but we are... Um, one and a half years different to the day. To the so day. Oh, I'm my June goodness. 20th. She's December 20th. So growing up, we always celebrated our half birthday. And I always assumed that everybody <laughs> celebrated the half birthday on their sibling's birthday. And I didn't realize that it was unique that we were to the day. That is wow, so sweet. That's very a year unique. And a half. Were you friends growing up? Yes. I, I think yes. that most of our friends we had in common and in those days, when school semesters had half semesters, I was held back half a semester because I'm December. I missed the cutoff. Oh. So in school, we were even closer. We were one year apart. I know that we shared a room for the first 10 years, right, until right. we moved to Encino. So we were born in Sherman Oaks. We shared a room. Shared friends. Shared friends. I think we shared possibly a boyfriend that I, that <laughs> that I didn't be know about question. until years later. At the same time or? No. Yeah. no. Dana? <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking of Bobby Stein. <laughs> oh, and Bobby Stein. Oh, yeah. Lots <laughs> of boyfriends. Um, but no, not never at the same time. No. We no longer living No, not Dana. at the same time. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's no, my, my boyfriend, very serious boyfriend from high school well into college, I didn't see for years. And I saw him in a parking lot about maybe seven years ago. And I yelled out the parking lot, Dana, hi. And he looked over and he said, Nancy. And it was, oh, my wow. God. That's so funny. But he dated. He was the one that dated Nancy. You as lived well. with him. I lived oh, with him. Gosh. I think you just maybe had a fling. I had a him. fling. Right. I had a fling in <laughs> London or Paris somewhere. <laughs> somewhere where I was not in Los not Angeles. Not near Gale. Yeah, it doesn't right. count. It was out of the country. Yeah, it was right. out of the country. It didn't count. <laughs> well, let's have some appetizers. If I had to pick. I would want Nancy's chicken liver crostini oh, yeah. from Pizzeria wow. We just had those at Moza the other week, and those were the best I've ever had. Let's stop talking about Nancy because we're here to celebrate one extraordinary <laughs> woman. Your mother, Doris Silverton, who you lost in 2001. 2001, November, okay. right before Thanksgiving. Oh, but we're excited to talk about her and get to know all about her. And we're going to call her Mama Doris, because that's what we call all the moms on this show. Okay. We call our mom Mama Ashley. So I want to know about Mama Doris. Where did she grow up, Gail? She grew up in Yonkers on Highland Park. I just drove by her house a few years ago um, with her sister, Barbara. And how did she meet your dad? She met my dad at, at Grinnell. Grinnell in college. Okay. Nancy, tell me a little bit about her, like characteristics about her. What kind of mom was she? And her, I know she had a big career, so touch on that a little bit. You know, um, I think that she's a mom that I, that I think we both appreciate so much more now, realizing how awful moms could have been, <laughs> right. you know, right. that we sort of took it for granted that moms were intelligent, that moms were independent, 
that moms had a whole life besides just being Their a kids. parent or a wife, right. but doing a great job at both of those as well, that she had taste and she, opinions. She had taste, right? she had she had opinions. She I think she ran a really democratic household. You were asking, you know, how we were disciplined. I don't remember ever being disciplined. Okay. I think she had great faith in us that we would do the right thing or that she had raised bright, smart, you know, daughters that care about themselves. I don't think that she was more proud of either you know, of us, I think that she sort of looked at us as individuals and was very supportive of life choices that we made. Well, I think it's interesting that you say we didn't appreciate that moms were independent or they were, you know, all of these things. And not a lot of women were independent no, in her generation. Not at all. And that's extraordinary to me that she was raising you ladies in the 60s and she had a full career how did that even but happen? we didn't know that because her friends were very similar wow and so were her family members you know yeah, two of her, her sisters you know one had been arrested she was a she was a suffragette, suffragette right wow. that's a pretty incredible wow. lineage her others uh her other aunt uh evie was a very um, powerful woman in Washington. She was actually awarded the Medal of Freedom by Clinton when he was in office. Um, so these were two women that were very much in her life. And so we just right. took some of these things for granted. You know, people ask all the time about, was she a great cook, for yeah. instance? Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and I know that growing up, I think more than Gail, was so concerned about being like everybody else. Like I couldn't stand the cars my father drove. They were sports cars. It was like, <laughs> why can't you have a, a station wagon with wood on it like everybody else? Why do you have to why drive you have a T-bar drive a or a Porsche? Porsche? Yeah, you know, it was just, <laughs> and then with my mom, it's like, why do you have to cook this food? You know, why do you have to buy these little right. cookbooks and 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 make beef bourguignon and leg um, of lamb and spanakopita? Why <laughs> right. can't you, you know, make hamburger helper and TV dinners like everybody? Else. So right. I didn't like her cooking growing up. My sister, you did. I, I loved her <laughs> you cooking, did, but I, but I, I was just, embarrassed about yeah. our lunches mm -hmm. because everybody else would have a peanut butter sandwich, yeah. a bologna sandwich, and I would open my brown bag, Who and she never put anything in a baggie. It was this wax paper that didn't stay closed. Because she wouldn't buy plastic. Because she, she wouldn't buy plastic. Oh, my God. So she was an environmalist so, way oh, yeah, we got recycled. a leg of lamb. Yeah, we, <laughs> you know, we got recycled bags from the supermarket. Yeah. you know and and she wouldn't buy if she ever bought like snack food or anything like that which was very rare because we didn't have that in our house but if she ever did it would never be in individual bags right. the way right. we wanted like it like cereal you know? yeah. I wanted a little box of no. tricks yeah. Yeah. and it was oat you know. bran right <laughs> she was way 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 ahead of yeah. her time she her was time. So she was a writer in Hollywood right mm -hmm. how did she break into that world in that time, in a very male-dominated business. She had started out as an elementary school teacher. And while she was in college, she was writing. And she had various short stories published. She then, when she was in Los Angeles, met a woman, Rita, who was a writer and a creator of television shows. And she needed people to do ghostwriting for her. And so my mom started doing that. 
And remember, she wrote under Nancy cool. Gale. No. <laughs> yeah. so you, I always ask she has my one sister under for Nancy Gale. historical, like I'll say, I don't know, I need to ask my sister. She, she remembers all those. She wrote on soap operas, correct? Yes. General Hospital. But another something of not typical of her generation is she came up with the idea and the actor for yeah. a script, right? Yep. The Bob Newhart show. Yeah. Oh my so God, she yeah, had proposed course. that to and CBS and had now. her notes. Yeah, and we wow. can say it now. She's no longer alive. But right. she had, I have this idea for a show that involves whatever. A that, professor or a man in Vermont. I forget. Yeah, who has she, a, had she had the pitch. She had the pitch. She had the pitch and she had the actor. And it didn't happen. And she sued. Oh, wow. And Good for her. She won for a amount of money that she was never allowed to, to talk, talk about. No. <laughs> but anyway, that was, you know, how many years ago was that? that oh, she that took was, him to court. Yeah. She took that to court. So wow. she was strong. She yeah. was super creative. She was so creative and she's so thought out of the box. She also wrote a lot of movies of the week. And what she did is she would scour. My mom was the most well-read woman I've ever known. Mm -hmm. And she would scour newspapers from small towns and for, for stories. Yeah. And she would get ideas for stories and then create the she movies would of the week. She, she would, would option them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love Doris. Yeah. yeah She's so no, cool. <laughs> she was and you know, my friends loved Doris. Yeah. And in it, it was I mean, in our household, that's where the household where our friends always wanted to be. To be. Because it was interesting, you know? I mean, there was interesting Certainly. discussions. My parents were both very political, very uh, liberal, and we sort of And took we that had for a advantage. lot of freedom. Yep. And I think the biggest, I think, tribute to my mother is I think both of us parent the way our mother parented us. Not the a, way our children parents, but yeah. not <laughs> our children have yeah. skipped a generation yeah, somewhere. <laughs> but I know we're that people the best either. We can try and be like their parents mm -hmm. or opposite. Right. And I, I think we very much admire her and aim to be similar to our mother. Yeah. You both are extraordinary women who've had and have incredible careers. So we know where that comes from. But you know, one thing she used to say to me, I don't know if she ever said it to you, Gail, our friends went into their parents' careers. Neither one of you wanted to be a lawyer. Neither <laughs> one of you wanted to be a writer. And I said, yeah. but mom, Nancy's a cook, yeah. and I own a daycare. Yeah. You yeah. know, we are cooking and taking care of children. You're not <laughs> giving yourself enough credit. It's like the most famous preschool in LA, but that's okay. <laughs> Very hard to get into. And Nancy's like the most famous chef in LA. In so. the country, really. <laughs> Well, there's a quote that we read in an article that was written about your mom, or your family rather, and it says, Doris, a journalist and writer, taught her daughters the goodness of lentils, goats, cheese, and beautifully set table. Yeah, and I think it was, I was talking about your gelato store when you opened it and your family and how much how your funny. family has been a, um, oh. contributing to community in Los Angeles over the years. That was another thing. My, she, sorry. Please but, go ahead. They were, my mom was so generous, you know, with her time. Oh, she yes. volunteered um, 
when she was no longer writing, she would volunteer for I told reading was, as a separate Yeah, second reading at a or? school in, in the San Fernando Valley to children where English was not their first yeah. language. She wow. fought endlessly to get speed bumps you know, on the streets <laughs> wow. near the elementary schools oh, in my like, neighborhood. But she did teach us to set a good table. Well, that's what I wanted to know is what was that criteria for the beautiful set table that Doris would have happen at y'all's dinner table? It was it was sort of the same, you know, sensibility. Like you don't eat out of containers. No containers cartons, you know, on the table. Things like cloth napkins. That, but it wasn't like when you, let's say, holiday time mm -hmm. uh, and you see a, what you would think is a beautifully set table but had a lot of... Uh, kind of cheesy decor she wasn't like that <laughs> right. it was it was more um it was more tasteful elegant um but i think because eating dinner was a very big part eating dinner together as a family was a big part of our growing up or maybe it was more generational meaning that people did not eat out the way they eat now no, right sure. i mean we ate at home every single night at 6 30 oh, and wow. kids the table ate with the family it wasn't yeah. feed the kids and then the adults have dinner. That's how we do it in our house now. Now? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. But that's very rare. I mean, I'm very rare. It's very I mean, rare. I never, yeah. I don't think I ever had a sit down meal with well, my kids. Well, I mean, you worked. Well, you were <laughs> working. Yeah. You were working. I, right. But a lot of people were yeah, working, working, not just yeah. myself. So I want sure. to say that it's rare that people sit together as a family. So in, in the, the same, same seat. seat. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. my dad to the left, my sister to the right of me, right. eyes across from my mom. And I still have that table that we sat oh, at. Yeah. That and the table thing. was set. I mean, yeah. it wasn't fancy, yeah. but the napkin was on the table. no bottles on the table. Remember bottles, that? My mom no would go bottles, crazy no if my dad would bring, like, a bottle of milk to the table. I brought a wine bottle. And no elbows Gail, on the table. Gail, yeah. strong and able, get your elbows off yeah. the table. This is not a horse's table, but a first-class dining table. Oh, wow, that's the end of the ride. We say that to our kids all the Mabel, Mabel, strong and able, but I haven't heard the, <laughs> the stable ending. part. Our grandfather <laughs> used to say that to our mother, and he would say it to us, and then that's... Always been in our family as well. One of us would set the table. One of us yeah, would clear right, the table. Right. Right. Uh huh. It was and a it was, and I just assumed all over the world people right sat down at six thirty. Sure. Was there lively conversation? Yeah. Oh, yes. Always like what my dad's day was like. Yeah. Because he was a trial lawyer and uh -huh. loved you know, and I used to always be so excited when he would win. Oh, that's cool. But it was always how his day at work was. Always politics. I was yeah, so always uh, and current events. Never you know, a television on. Yeah, never a television on during dinner. No. Um, right. Ever. But also, I just assumed that families spoke together, and especially my mom and dad. They always communicated and had something to talk about. Yeah. Well, that's really you know? nice. That's lovely. So special. Yeah. Which it is. Yeah, they really shared common things to talk about and yep. brought that to the table. But current events was always a very that was big, the big thing. One. We were really always. They were very political. Well, right. She's involved in Hollywood, and that's mm -hmm. political, and he's an attorney. Right. So it makes sense that that was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, most of the siblings that we talk to um, talk about the like their mom's tuna noodle casserole, not lentils and goat mm -mm. cheese. So I oh, want to no. know, Nancy, what uh, Mama Doris's culinary style was. 
think it was very eclectic, eclectic okay. right? Yeah. But I mean, I can name her handful of dishes that she really loved to make. She loved to make chili. Mm. Chili? She loved brisket. Chick brisket. Oh, yeah. Chick pep chicken with a lot of paprika. Mm -hmm. Beef bourguignon. Beef bourguignon. Lamb. A lot of lamb. Oh, pilaf. Mm. Yeah. Rice pilaf. Yeah. Never white rice. Pilaf. Right. Oh, she would make quesadillas, but she, <laughs> but she wouldn't make them. She would actually be frying the tortilla and put brisket in it and Ooh. hash. <gasps> oh. She would make hash. Ooh. That sounds really good, a brisket quesadilla. But not tuna noodle casserole. No, ever. I know. Not, not baked ham with pineapple. Yeah. No. Right? Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> not, no, no, yeah. no TV dinners. So she cooked. I no, mean, but she did cook. salads. And, yep. and Ooh, in the 50s, this was unique food. Yeah. yeah, and I remember so clearly that when she brought home the um, the Julia Child's mastering the art of French cooking, uh -huh. and mm -hmm. she was obsessed with making Julia Child's roast chicken. Oh wow! And she used to say how hard it was and how many times she had to turn the chicken and <laughs> turn the oven up and turn the oven down, but it was worth it. I yeah. mean, food wise, I only fault her for not having sweets in the house. Mm -hmm. And when she did, every once in a while, it was in that tall cabinet. Or frozen, Matilla. or Sara Lee frozen spice Maybe, cake. Because I, I remember sneaking, and I write about the spice cake in yeah. my new cookbook, that, yeah. that vision of sneaking into the kitchen at night, opening up the freezer, peeling back that cardboard, <laughs> yeah. oh and gosh. cutting a little thin frozen slice, slice of that. But no, and I snuck really... into the upper cupboard on Matilla. Oh. I remember so clearly, and I still have such a sweet craving. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> I do. See, sometimes do. the deprivation yeah. doesn't always yeah. work out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's my only criticism yeah. of yeah, no her parenting. So you mentioned some of the dishes that Mama Doris made, but Gail, I want to know what was your favorite dish she made? I'm going to guess it was the chicken, the roast, because it's the two dishes I still make. Oh. It's the roast chicken with a lot of paprika mm. yeah. and the brisket. Yeah, but you know, a brisket, yeah, I think so. But do you remember when she transitioned from the chili of the ground meat beans that you did cheddar cheese over and mm -hmm. things like that to, to the one our housekeeper's one where you actually made... Chili Colorado. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh and yeah. she was... Yes. Yeah, and where you actually took the dried chilies and, and, and oh, rehydrated right. and it took a couple yeah. days. And she was, as proud as she was of that Julia Child chicken, she was yes. so proud of... And her tomato soup with the five different tomatoes. Oh, mm -hmm. See, oh my I don't gosh. remember that, but yeah. I definitely right. remember when she started making... Sort of the real. Yeah, I remember. I love these like Tex-Mex dishes yeah. you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, the chili and the quesadillas. Since we're from Texas, that's that's yeah. Our go those are our go-to's. Nancy, was there a worst dish that she would make? Well, again, for me, it was anything that kind of was unusual. Mm -hmm. I really like the American traditional traditional. So I I don't remember if I liked her spanakopita. I don't think I liked your beef bourguignon. No, you, Nancy, used to fry bologna on the burner yeah. of the stove. We all thought How we created that. How old were that. you? You had to be 10. Okay. And we used to, when we went on family vacations, my dad always had a tradition. We each got a whim. 
And so if I wanted to stop and pet a cow, that was my whim. <laughs> I got, you know. And same with picking restaurants. We It was very democratic, and you wanted Denny's. Always. Your whim was Denny's? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nancy, you're Always. admitting and this. They, <laughs> she was not a foodie. Gail then. and my parents, they would always seek out some sort of unusual mom-and-pop little usually ethnic place right, in right, whatever right. town we were going through and I was just always I would just pout and probably not right eat. you're like I'll take yeah. the bread please yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I did not have an adventurous palate at all so how did that evolve for you just start yeah in college when I started cooking in my dormitory kitchen and that sort of led to an interest in food to restaurants and then yeah the kind of mm-hmm. Here we are. And it took Here off from are. there. Yeah. But. <laughs> well, I have to ask because it's we're in the throes of Hanukkah right now. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. So this time of year, are you making the traditional brisket and latkes? Do you get together as a family? What happens? Well, we are getting together. Who hosts? Me. Who cooks? <laughs> I don't know. I've never been Jones to. Jones on third you know, this it, year. <laughs> Why Jones on third? That's so funny. I like because her. Do you ever go there? Sometimes. Oh, because I don't I ever do. see you over I do go. That. Oh. But we have one in Studio City. <laughs> That's why. That's okay. why. I usually do make I her like brisket. Her. Okay. For, Your mom's for, brisket. Yeah, for what most is, family what, can occasions. Can you share with us a little bit about that brisket? I mean, basically, it's buying a brisket uh-huh. and searing it. Mm. Um, if that's the right term, yep. I have to turn to my sister. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's in the, really right, yeah. hot oil with a lot of pepper. Oh, interesting. And, okay. and salt on all sides. Mm-hmm. Until it's really, really brown. This is this is not the genius recipe. Throw it in a pot with carrots, a lot of carrots, a lot of onions, salt, celery, celery. Mm-hmm. Do you do do you do beer or no? Or I don't do beer. Mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. I, I just yeah. do water and then a giant blob onion. of some a lot of onion, mm-hmm. a blob of some kind of red paste, whether right. it's ketchup, ketchup, tomato paste, whatever exactly. it is. And cook it like nine hours. Yeah, it just sits there all day. I just made. Uh, I was telling my sister yesterday. I just made two briskets. I had a Hanukkah party on Friday, and I um, had too many people, so I had to do two five-pound briskets. And I, I put one in a, my roasting pan, and I put another one in a Dutch oven, and I wanted to see how they would cook differently. I did do ketchup and chili sauce, and. French onion soup mix. I'm usually more gourmet than that, but I don't know. This it's one really recipe good. really works. I don't works. think the brisket needs gourmet. It doesn't, but I didn't sear it. But the one that I cooked in the Dutch oven, because the meat took up the entire thing, really caramelized and got really shreddy, where the other one in the in the roasting pan... Same same exact ingredients, everything. It just kind of steamed more. So it was just really tender, and it did slice, but it wasn't um was Mine's it really stringy. Yeah, and the okay. onions, I put so many onions and carrots, but they all shrink mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. and oh, I caramelize. Love I love brisket. But this year, we're having, I think, you guys, 25 people. Okay. Are you I've invited? never been to, yeah, I, I've never been around, I think. You, Maybe yeah, that's she's why. always in Italy. Oh, okay. So I never, oh. I haven't, and I went to my daughter's house uh, two nights ago. Okay. But, you know, even our in our family, I have to say, um, my parents are both Jewish, but we didn't, like, some years we would celebrate a night of Hanukkah, and other years we wouldn't oh, celebrate really? any. Sometimes okay. we'd have Passover, sometimes right. we wouldn't. <laughs> Most of the time, it was Christmas we celebrated because it was one day, and it was just and easier. Our, and Nana celebrated Christmas, yeah, and Barbara came why. down. 
<laughs> yeah. Barbara came from Berkeley. Yeah, but I wonder why our grandma, because yeah, no they idea. Were born, they were both brought up Jewish. Anyway, yeah, we, well, we, we celebrated all too. Yeah, you know? we didn't, but but it wasn't a ritual like when no, so people not try at it this time of year all the time. Being that I'm in the food, food business world to talk about holiday recipes and yeah. which were your favorite growing up. Yeah. No, and it's like None. we didn't really <laughs> celebrate them. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. That's no. interesting. Thanks a lot, Nancy. I'm not going to ask this next question, yeah. but I'll ask Gail. Are there any <laughs> holiday traditions that Mama Doris did during the holidays that you still continue on with to this no. day? <laughs> but she but I'll tell you one tradition. Did she make latkes? I don't I think mean, so. I, I, don't I don't think that, that we stood on a lot of tradition mm -mm. In, in that typical way. But one thing I do know, and I think Nancy and I are the same, mm -hmm. if we have Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. everyone's welcome. And mm -hmm. I think that's true. Our Thanksgivings, there's all kinds of stragglers and family mm -hmm. and friends, right? That's the way it should mm -hmm. be. That's and how I mine think, was this year. I think our homes are, are open doors to people. Yeah. I, I know for a fact yours is and the, and the parties mm -hmm. that you have, whether mm -hmm. it's in Italy or in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And I'm living yeah. in our parents' house right now. I know. Not I right read now. That. I'm not? No, you are. I mean, that's your home. <laughs> It's yes, but but that that house yeah. is also open yeah. door and has had numerous weddings. Oh, Not beautiful. only our children's weddings mm. have been there, but people I don't know have gotten married there or had their children's birthday parties there. That's so, so, so cool. special. And I think that yeah. is kind of a tradition, a lot of generosity. Mm -hmm. And I think we carry that on. Yeah, mm. Nancy, do you get a little nostalgic when you go to Gail's house? Are there parts of the house that you're like, oh, I remember growing up here? Um, you know, yes, I do, but it, um, She's done so much with it yeah. that I think of it as her house. You right. know, I, I don't mm -hmm. feel like I don't feel like sentimental as far as regret. You know, yeah. right. wishing she didn't change <laughs> my bedroom color <laughs> or why is it no longer my bedroom? It's an office, so I don't have that kind of. But I think I have good. Mem I think we both have good memories. Yeah. Right. We had a we had a good, healthy. Uh, functional. Mm -hmm. I think really functional. Functional childhood. childhood wow. you know, not nothing. a lot yeah. of people can say that. Right, yeah. exactly. But we didn't know that. Yeah, we didn't right? know that. <laughs> well, you do now. Yeah, we yeah. didn't know that. Like, we have no demons in our closet. Yeah. No. Right? <laughs> no. Right. Well... That's fortunate. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah, really fortunate. No, yes. no, it is fortunate. Yeah. You know, well, you I mean, don't realize. Your families, you've got these great kids, and you've got, yep. you both have these great careers, and like you know, they did something right. Your parents, that's yep. for sure. Yeah, and that's what you wish is like you know, every once in a while they could pop back. You know, they yeah. don't have to yeah. stay here forever, but no. just to like poke their head and say, "Wow, yeah, but I'm so proud of your that. new cookbook," or yeah. you know. Gail, I'm so happy that you are finally able to give your school to your teachers and have a, you know. But I do I'm, hear her, do you still have to dye your hair red? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. She never yeah. liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I thought, is that, you're not a redhead? No. Oh, I love it. My mom's the same. Yeah. So we, my mom's, you know, blonde, Courtney's blonde. Yeah. I was Texas bleach blonde for mm -hmm. so long. Mm -hmm. And then I went back oh, to my brown. She's like, I just think you look better as a blonde. Yes. Yeah, still. <laughs> well, my mom still. never criticized it. Yeah. She would just do this, and you have to look at my face. <laughs> yeah. I know that okay. this audience can't see it. She would just do this. 
(laughs) (laughs) That meant. Yeah. Every every mom. Oh, every mom yeah. has, has their some thing. kind of opinion. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, our mom, you know, growing up in Texas, she'd be like, well, you need to put your face on or you're not going to wear lipstick out today. You know, and so. <laughs> your okay, face thanks, on? Mom. Your That's face on. We Where still in Texas? Dallas. Dallas. Oh. We still put our faces yeah. on in the morning, yes. you know. I put on my lipstick. Uh-huh. But our, our mom also, the other thing I do remember being Embarrassed is too strong of a word, but slightly (laughs) embarrassed. My mother did not get her hair done. And this Mm -hmm. is the 50s now. Mm -hmm. She did not get her nails done. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. She did not wear makeup. Really? And she did wear lipstick, though, and I'll tell you why. When she went out. No, before that, because I used to have my job, probably our job, was going to Nate's Delicatessen for 25 since buying her her pack of palm oils. Yes. <laughs> that was not that was not filtered, but I didn't understand. Oh, right. Remember, every palm oil had that bright red yes. tip to I it. I don't remember. Yes. That. So that was no, no, no. I no, meant, hers. Yeah. Her lipstick. Her lipstick. Oh. So she did wear lipstick yes. in the day because yeah. I always thought palm oils had a bright a red, red. A ring on it. Yeah. But I'm all, I always wonder though, if they were able to parent the way they did, and then we grew up because of that parenting or if we were pretty good kids and so they could parent that way they didn't hmm. need we didn't have curfews we didn't have bedtime nature versus nurture mm-hmm. i'm not sure the most trouble uh i got in was when i shoplift <laughs> oh, when i was Nancy. and i got caught you know it when i was in seventh grade mm-hmm. and i was with two other friends what'd you steal uh, mascara or earrings from Montgomery Ward in Topanga Plaza. Was it mascara? Yeah, right. mascara. So, but my other two friends got, you know, well, for that time, severely punished. Um, you yeah. know, one right. was grounded for a year. You know, the other <laughs> one, I wasn't allowed to go to her bat mitzvah, uh-huh. or, you know, whatever. But, um, and, you know, my dad picked me up from uh, the police station, you know, oh and gosh. he said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to punish you. I'm not going to say anything. I think the worst Punishment is that I have to come and get you. Right. And that was it. And yeah. it was never talked about again. And I never yeah. stole again. Right. And that was like, I don't know yeah. if you ever did anything that you got in trouble for, but we we weren't, we weren't, we didn't stay out. We weren't into drugs. We, no, you know, I mean, we I, smoked, but they knew it. Right. And, and we were allowed to smoke at the house. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she said, I would rather mom, that you smoke out in the open. Yeah. Then me walk in your room and you stick it under the bed and, and catch see. the house on fire. We have, right. We have this in common. We smoked out in the open with our mom around yeah. too. Yeah, we I did. mean, yeah. more like yeah. high, late high school or college. But yeah. you know, and our mom would come and she's like, "But we were thirteen yeah. or fourteen. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, so I, was, I was probably sixteen. Because I know when yeah, my mom to- found out, I was." taking birth control at 15. <laughs> yeah. She said, I'm glad you're yeah, being, being responsible, you know, and all those kinds yeah. of things set in that that's what you say rather than how dare right. you, I'm taking that away from you. Right, so right. So then instead you get pregnant. Yes. You she know, empowered it, you to be independent. Right? Yeah. I, wanted, I yeah. slept with my boyfriend, with yeah. Dana, and I wanted him to sleep at the house. And she said, well, I would rather know where you are than being in a car, you know, yeah. on Mulholland. Oh, wow. But you have to sleep in the guest house because I'm uncomfortable with this. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. And you were a teenager? Yeah, in high school. Oh, wow. That, right. You know? But I mean, it wasn't that they were neglectful. No. 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 They were no. just smart. I think they were the, super yeah. understanding. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That I mean, is well, not what we experienced. <laughs> it was like, don't come home pregnant. Right. Yeah. Right. Was, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fascinating actually.
That is. No, but it's good parenting. It you is know? good and parenting. I think Great. What Gail was saying about taking a lot of the things how we were parented and passing that on to how we parented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And were y'all that open and honest with your kids mm-hmm. as well? Yeah. 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 In, in fact, my daughter yes. had said to me, you know, Mom, one of the reasons that I never got involved in drugs in high school mm-hmm. was that you let me sleep with my boyfriend. And I was so cool for being mm. able to do that <laughs> right. that I didn't have to prove how cool I was in any other way. Right. So do I need to let Reagan sleep with her boyfriend in high school. So that she <laughs> won't do that. You know what? That's not. That's a pain. That's. I think there's a. Well, yeah. At least you can control that with yeah, birth control. Yeah, exactly. If she starts, you yeah. know, right? Doing no. drugs. I think you can't better to know that. Kind of everything that's going on. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Neither of us. You know, we didn't cut school. We didn't. No. You know. I mean, I yeah. one time wrote a phony gym excuse in junior <laughs> high to get out of gym. Mm. Um, I was. Extremely, extremely big busted, mm-hmm. and I was really, really insecure sure. and shy and uncomfortable changing in gym. Mm. So I wrote the excuse, and I got caught, of course. And they called my parents, and my mom just said, "You know, I just heard of something—a new surgery called a reduction." Oh wow! That was her answer mm-hmm, to that. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! So that's. That's really Very amazing. Support- well, she's extremely supportive. Yeah. Yeah. We do but- have a little note about some marijuana smoking. <laughs> it was my first time ever smoking <laughs> marijuana. I just want to say this out loud in case grandchildren are ever listening mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. I tried a lot of different drugs one time, and right. that was it. And the I marijuana I smoked at in high school, and my mother was driving carpool, so that's how how young I was. And she picked us up in carpool, and she looked in my eyes, and she said, Gail, your eyes are really red. Why? And again, I don't think we lied to our parents. Oh, wow. I said, Mom, you know what? I just tried marijuana. And her answer was, oh, Gail, don't be ridiculous. I, I oh think God, she I never believed woman. me. <laughs> oh, she thought you were lying. I think she thought I was oh lying. Oh, my God. Or she so just I didn't push trusted it. you that right, you... are like, okay. No, I, I think yeah. she thought I was making that up. Oh, that's really funny. And I didn't push it. And yeah. That's, you didn't yeah, ever do it again? Amazing. That's really funny. We also have something about a tattoo. Oh. No, it was the one thing that I lied about. I got a tattoo when I was maybe 18. Mm-hmm. Um, never told her. Mm-hmm. Nobody had tattoos then. No. Right. At all. Um, I got a tattoo, and I used to keep it covered up with a bandage when I was around her. Mm-hmm. And on my wedding day, I <laughs> had a, a low back, and she saw it, and she said, Gail, what's this? And I said, oh, I got a tattoo. And again, it was like, oh. That yeah. was it. I mean, it was <laughs> right. over, but I, I had hidden it for three years, oh thinking I was going to get, get a in negative trouble, reaction. And she, didn't she didn't care. Yeah. Oh. Any tattoos, Nancy? No, I don't <laughs> have any. I never got any. All right. And well, I, now I'm too old to get. But they one would. Time. She no, would have been so proud of Nancy. And Gail. no, she Both really would have. And I think about it a lot. Um, the amount that you talk about her in your books. Oh. The mm-hmm. amount. Oh I mean, yeah. yeah. Right. She just, she would have been so, so proud. And at least, was she a lo- Oh, she was around with Campanile. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, my dad lived longer, so right. he got to yeah. see a little bit more mm-hmm. of your career. 
but she missed it. But it's it. beautiful that even though, you know, you don't necessarily cook her recipes or love the food growing up, she is a huge inspiration to yes. you oh. as a chef yeah. and a cook because you you talk about her in your cookbooks. Right. And, and I think that's all she wanted from us ever was for us because she used to get a little bit jealous of our, our friend's relationship with my dad. My dad used to take us all horseback riding. Mm. Um, he um, would teach our friends how to drive. And, right. and she used to sometimes kind of hint at the fact that people might like prefer my dad. Or over he her. was acknowledged so, more. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm. So I think right. that she would have been yeah. very happy to see how much, you know, mentioned how much she was an influence. But also, I think we would have laughed about a lot of, a lot, you know, a lot of those times where things that mattered don't matter any, you know. She sounds like a character, you guys. I mean, she really does. That she was just so, you know. She had such a great sense of humor. She was so witty. Um, So smart. So smart. And a real pioneer for women's rights. Mm, Yeah. Which is so beautiful. And, and that's why both of us grew yeah. up thinking we could do whatever we wanted. And really, it matters if you're a woman or not. And people still ask me, of course, that question, that yeah. gender question of how do you survive in a male-dominated profession? And it's like, mm-hmm. I just never thought of it. I didn't realize that it was or that it would stop me or, you know. You're very lucky. Yeah. We do some rapid fire questions at the end of our episodes. So let's start those. What is one trait that you get from Mama Doris Gale? I think setting a good table and my love of words, mm. of word games, of crosswords. Wordle. Of course, Wordle. <laughs> I don't do any of that. Of course, Wordle. Now try crossword. Waffle. She oh. loved crosswords. Okay. Yes, crosswords. Yeah, no. hmm. Okay. What's one trait that you got, Nancy? Um, I think my love of like entertaining. Mm-hmm. We both get that from our mom, uh-huh. too. Yeah. I think yeah. we, we both love do. it. Yeah. yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. We love to set a good table, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nancy, one word to describe Gail. Wow, only one? Well, you can do two. I don't know. Wow, that's a hard And I'm also not very um, articulate, I don't think, sometimes. So. But I think that my sister is incredibly... Uh, one word. Out. It's okay. It's okay. Very no, outgoing. No. How about Go-go. that? Outgoing. Outgoing. Are you out? Yes. I, she likes to I think, think she's inside shy. I'm shy. Yeah, but she's very outgoing. Well, then, Gail, one word to describe Nancy. I think inspiring and generous. Wow, that's really sweet. That is. Gail, what is your favorite dish that Nancy makes? Oh, wow. Any vegetable, one dish, that's impossible. Is it those roasted mushrooms? Because Well, those roasted mushrooms, <laughs> when you asked appetizers, yeah. was yeah. going to go down. Yeah. But I think now, this is more recent, your fish. Mm, which okay. one? I think the Brancino. Mm. Mm. We love that. But see, she's mixing up like restaurant because right, obviously right. Oh, dish- I do a whole, and then what I actually then just do for company rather I than on a restaurant. I don't think I can, but you made it for company. Yes, you made it in yeah, Italy. I did. Yes. Is that the one from Mozza? 
Well, there's one that we do at Spock where it's butterfly, and I do it on a plancha, but I don't do it at home because I don't have anything big enough to. Right, right. I can't pick a vegetable. I just have I know. to say, they're all amazing vegetables. Well, Nancy, what's uh, the, your favorite dish that Gail makes? Let's think, because Gail doesn't really cook. You don't, do you cook for me? No, I mean, I, I really don't. I think that I've probably, the bag of pistachio nuts I okay, give you. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the five-pound bag of pistachios. But there's no Fair reason enough. why, I mean, I'll see what, well, no, because you're getting Jones on third, I would say. Because, <laughs> but, She's going to so, make the brisket. You can report back. Well, she does a great brisket. I've had that. All right. Maybe it's the brisket then. Maybe. <laughs> What's the best life lesson you learned from Mama Doris, Nancy? Sounds like there's a lot of life lessons. Yeah, there are a lot. But I think probably, I think curiosity. I think my mom was, don't you think, really curious in what other people were, you know, were doing, you know. She she was, but the biggest one. She wasn't narcissist. No. For me, the one that really helped me in my life was, no is a complete answer. Mm. Yes. Oh, I love that. Really? Yeah. And how do you see that? Because she she used to tell me when I I didn't want to do something and I felt like I had to because oh. I felt pushed into it or I never learned that. And she <laughs> I learned that just one. say no. Just yeah, it was kind of an early just say no. Wow, but I never the got other that. one was it's okay to say I don't know. Okay. When I would come up with reasons or guesses or sure. excuses right. that weren't maybe always true, just say, I don't I know. Don't know. Whenever we have chefs on, we always ask, what is your favorite kitchen tool? Oh, I have many, but I would say I love a microplane. That's a great <laughs> We just I also love that. a mortar and pestle, and I love wooden spoon. You know, but yeah. a microplane is a great, it's a great tool. Tool you can use it for so yeah. much. Yeah, I love it too. And it kind of for me, it bridges the cook to the carpenter. And my father was like a novice <laughs> yes. woodmaker, right? And so, oh, how kind interesting! Of so much creativity in your family. Wow. I just need a cast iron pan. If I can't yeah. cook I it in the cast it. iron pan, I'm probably yeah. I not going to make it. Yeah, that's a great. God, I love a cast iron. Well, we want to mention one final thing before we let you ladies go. Um, Nancy just launched her 12th cookbook? 11th. 11th. Okay, well... Don't it, exaggerate. Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, it's uh, in the internet. Just there was lots of different varying numbers. I know, because, you, you know, know why? Because I wrote in my book about it being my tenth cookbook, and okay. someone said I counted. It's your eleventh. <laughs> okay. <I'm> like, <laughs> All right. Well, Nancy just launched her eleventh cookbook. It's called "The Cookie That Changed My Life." Congratulations. Do you have it or not yet? I have it and oh. I just Well, it just Dolce reached Dolce. the New York Times bestseller yes, list. I know. And I think because I've bought like 50. I'm giving <laughs> it to everyone I know. Keep buying. Keep for buying. Christmas and Hanukkah and everything. It's an incredible book. Congratulations, Thank Nancy. You. It's yes. so awesome. Thank and we you. were at your book signing. It was yes. and we tasted the cookies. So <laughs> it's a peanut butter cookie. The peanut butter. It's, it's, I don't even like peanut butter cookies. It was Fabulous. It's what we call on the show a panty dropper, a PD. <laughs> Any, there's dishes that we talk about that are so good it makes your panties fall off, and it's a panty dropper. Oh, Most, I'll pretty take much that everything as a you make is a PD. It is a cute, it's the highest form of it's compliment. It's the highest form hey, of compliment. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was the cookie that changed your life, but we also brought you both a gift. Oh, that's so nice. I know, so sweet. This is the brownie I'm going to get. I know we're going to cry. This is the brownie that changed our lives. 
And as Courtney had kind of told y'all before that our parents got divorced after 33 years of marriage. And my mom found herself at 55 years old without a career. She'd been a wonderful, you know, homemaker and she could cook. Mm-hmm. And she started selling the brownies. She'd always made these incredible brownies and she started selling them and eventually opened up her own catering business. And at the time that this was happening, Courtney and I were living together out here in LA in our 20s and we started to cook. And we were making some of the stuff that she was making and our love of cooking just our obsession grew mm-hmm. from there. And these brownies are kind of the like origin of us starting this podcast. Well, oh, thank you so much. And so we just want to say thank you for that and thanks for being a guest on this podcast and this is this is that brownie. One thing we never learned from our mother, Gail, I'm just looking at this, is how to tie a bow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tie these up? Too? I tied them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's no. very Texas. Yes. Don't you think? Yes. yes. It is. I mean, it yeah. was not the San Fernando it's Valley. It's so I even know how to cut them in that fancy yeah, little yeah. way, okay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I didn't even notice Impressive. That. No, yeah. I'm still wrapping in newspaper. You <laughs> <laughs> have them in good health. Yes, thank, thank you. you very thank much. You. We hope they go in your little... Your basket. basket that you throw oh, your yes, things, will. you know? Oh, yeah. that'll be. Yes. <laughs> That's where it'll but be. But take a nibble because it's worth it. Yes. Oh, for thank sure. you. Yes. Well, Nancy, tell our listeners where the best place is to buy your cookbook. I like my neighborhood small independent bookstore yes. called Chevalier. So let's mm. say Chevalier on Larchmont. Oh, I love that bookstore. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. And Anywhere and everywhere. Amazon, right, all of it. Right. You can find Nancy. But, yes. but support your local independent bookstores. Yeah. yeah. And you can also follow Nancy on Instagram at Nancy Silverton. I didn't even know that. Is that what <laughs> I, it's called? I got you, Nancy. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> That's so funny. Not. And Gail, is there anything you would like to promote on Jesus Eat This? To promote? Yeah. No, I'm not a promoter. That's all right. I'm sorry. No. But I do want to tell Nancy mm-hmm. that maybe we're starting a new Hanukkah when we have it tradition which is all of our family members are going to bake cookies from your cookbook. Are they? That's a great idea. And yes. Or bake something. They're going to bake from the cookbook. They're all nervous about your opinion. Uh-oh. And I said, you will just be thrilled to know they're all trying it. Yes. Tell them just to follow the recipe. <laughs> and yes. use, and use King that's Arthur flour, yeah. too. King Arthur flour <laughs> helps. But, um, so that's, that's but your surprise. Follow, that's a good surprise. Tell them, just read the recipe. Right. What, uh, I'm when, doing uh, the chocolate with dulce de leche oh, and mm, marshmallow. Okay, so what it's going to say in the recipe is that you have to, like, add it by hand. It's a real messy because you get chocolate over, but if right. you mix it in, then you lose the streaks of all that. The Alaskan. So that's my holiday tip. Wow. Instead oh, wow. of my we promotion. We made the coffee yeah. cake the other day. Oh. Which one? <gasps> the one where you put the strudel in the middle. Yeah, yum, yum, um, The yeah, one yeah, that was inspired yeah. by your summer camp. So we didn't yeah. even get into that, oh, but you're, you were probably like. How was it? It was um, amazing. Amazing. It was amazing. Good. It was incredible. We actually served it to another chef that we interviewed oh, <laughs> yeah. for breakfast. Yeah. And yeah. how did it go over? It was great. And she Wonderful. actually was like, you know what? Well, we can have this coffee cake, but I brought tequila. I make these drinks. And we were like, woo, okay. <laughs> it was a party. Coffee cake and tequila. Well, we cannot thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays. Such Happy everything. Honor. Happy holiday to you. All right. Well, let's end it like we always do, Courtney. 
Love you. Love your show, Wit. I love you. I love your show. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com. <laughs>